At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Have you ever wondered how much of a mess it is for us to record these episodes? Well, wonder no more, because you can come see us record an episode live at the Margaritaville in Nashville, Tennessee, before the inaugural Music City Grand Prix. So join us Thursday, August 5th at 8 p.m. It's located at 322 Broadway, and we cannot wait to see you guys there. This is Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. Let's just lean into it. We're All just right. a flying podcast that occasionally mentions racing. Right. Okay. So it's right. it's off the ground with Hinch and Rossi. <laughs> Welcome yeah, to Off that. Ground with Hinch and Rossi because we have been <laughs> extensively documenting our travel experiences the last few weeks. And guys, this week is no different. Alex and I traveled to California for a test at Laguna Seca last week, and something very entertaining happened on the plane. And Alex, I can't wait for you to share this story. So, so two things, <laughs> two things went down. Um, I'm going to start with the shorter story first, just because it's easier. So, um, I I was sitting in the exit row, and behind me, kind of similar to James's flight out to California, if you guys remember, people were communicating loudly and just, uh, I, I guess people are back in the air again, and they're excited. So they feel the need to, to talk to people. So there was a, a, a young mid 20s, um, kind of hipster looking, like nice looking guy, but kind of like, you know, had that vibe laid to back him, vibe. laid back vibe to him um hipster surfer whatever like cool looking dude but yeah and then he was sat next to uh also probably late 20s very early 30s lady and so they exchanged pleasantries um and like hey what's your name blah blah, blah. where are you coming from where are you going etc cetera, etc cetera. okay no so i'm gonna let you finish before i make that comment go ahead and um the within three minutes, two minutes of the conversation starting, um, she asked him, oh, so that's awesome. Like, whatever. What do you do? And with no hesitation and no pause and full confidence, he's like, I'm a doctor. And she was like, oh, really? That's that's great. I'm a nurse. And then they didn't speak again for the next four hours of the flight. <laughs> <laughs> hey, doesn't that sound so ideal? Doesn't it sound like what? 
Oh, you think yeah, he was lying? That's not what he was going for. Oh, I feel like that's he came up yes. with something that he thought was cool, and then realized that he was burned like immediately, and there was nothing that he could do to bull. So, and I'm sorry, there's no way he was a doctor. Like he was mid twenties. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. And here's 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 how you know just from the beginning of it. Like this is how you know that it was an attempted pickup gone south, and not just like I'm a doctor, I'm a nurse. Cool. Have a great flight. Don't talk for the next two hours. Here, and this, this, is, this is the key. If the name introduction part happens at the beginning of the conversation, he's trying to pick up. Because how many times, well, Alex, this doesn't count for you. Tim, maybe for you. How many times have you actually had a conversation with a stranger on the airplane? And it's pleasant enough, Alex, again, just earmuffs. But <laughs> and, and so you, you're talking to this person and you actually get through a long hour, hour and a half conversation, whatever. And at the end, it's like, hey, man, really nice to meet you. I'm James, by the way. Oh, I'm Jeff. Yeah. You know, like that's good usually point. how a random interaction ends. If yeah, it starts point. with good the point. name, it's because you're angling at something. If it ends with the name, it was just an honest convo. So, yes, that guy got <laughs> burned real bad. That is a shockingly insightful point. Thank you. And do you want to know what, what I felt so bad for him? But thank you. <laughs> he had to sit there next to her in misery yeah. for the next three and a half hours. Yeah, like getting shot down at a bar and being able to walk back to the table with your buddies or like leave, no problem. That happens. But like literally sitting next to the person who shot you down that aggressively or like obviously outed your lie, that's that's a tough one. <laughs> But she initially would have been like, oh, th this is so cool. And then it, it, with her, as time passed, I think she would have also realized. For sure. Because it's like, initially she would have been like, oh, well, why didn't he ask me any follow-ups? Like, yeah. this is great. And then it would have been like, oh, he doesn't know what to ask, which is yeah. amazing. So, so, so like, you've placed any good stents lately? or? Uh... <laughs> so, like, on the relationship topic, um, <laughs> here's, here's another one that went down. This one's so funny. <laughs> this one's amazing. So, I, uh, I I I was sitting on the window on the window and um, was just playing my game and listening to music. And this guy sat down next to me, um, probably early forties, nice enough looking guy, well dressed, um, seemed seemed fine, and had his backpack or whatever, and sat down and and uh, pulled out his phone, and you know. I, <laughs> I, either I'm nosy or it was we, we, people sit very close to each other on planes or I was bored. I don't know. But I ended up kind of looking over his shoulder or at his lap and, and seeing what he was doing. And so it, what caught my eye was that his phone, it was an iPhone, and all of the icons were, were just in their factory settings and there was no additional icons. And the background was just black. So it was like very clearly like either a brand new phone or whatever. And so he opened his his messages, and there was only one chat happening, um, one conversation going. And the the little profile picture it was it was an unsaved number, and the little profile picture was was a lady. And so um, he sent a message, and then he turns his phone off. And I was like, that's that's strange. I mean, he must be very into air safety because they they had said, okay, now it's time to you know either turn off your device or put it in airplane mode or whatever, does. which nobody does. So I was very surprised to see one someone like, and he actually like struggled to do it. But anyways, he turned his phone off and put it in his backpack and kind of sat back. And I was like, ah, this guy is a very law-abiding citizen that doesn't have much going on, but whatever. <laughs> fifteen <laughs> seconds later, fifteen seconds later, he pulls another phone out of his pocket, which has loads of apps and a background of his 
wife and three children oh, and no. games and 28 unread messages and a bunch of chat conversations and all of this stuff. And I was like, oh, I, oh, I see, I see what you're doing there. He had a burner. Um, so I, I was texting James the play by play of this. And he was like, man, you should definitely like talk to him and be like, Hey bro, same. And then we were like, well, what's, what's the, what's the opening line for like how we're going to compare notes. And I was like, ah, I, I hide my wedding wedding ring in a, in a Tylenol bottle. How about you? And James was like, ah, I'll toys 10 for me. It's so funny, man. I mean, like, amazing to it's witness just, yeah i mean i guess like you're a stranger so there's no reason he couldn't just pull that phone out and do that in front of you but at the same i don't know it just seems reckless i don't know i, also I mean just like doing the, what he's doing is reckless but i just can't imagine alex wanting to maintain conversations with multiple people like any more than he has to <laughs> like well, you'll no, never cheat on kelly has... because you don't want to talk oh, to right people. correct yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He doesn't answer most of the texts that come into his phone in the first place. This yeah. is fun. Actually, here's what I'm going to out Alex here. And he could jump in and defend himself because maybe I've got it wrong. But I don't think I do. And I think it's funny because I've also done this. But, like, you'll send, you'll send Alex a message. <laughs> you'll send him a text that will go unanswered for several hours. <laughs> and then, and then, Your wife is the same. No, no, hang on. Oh, no, she's terrible. But this is, this is what you do. It'll go unanswered for several hours. A group message will come in. A group message will come in that Alex has written in, and then immediately your individual message will come through. Uh, Every single time. He's like, I forgot to text him back. He's in the group chat. Write him back now. Here, Becky, and I love Becky, but Becky's worse about it because Becky will respond in the group text and then still not respond yes, to the individual that is message. True. Yes. Correct. 100% true. <laughs> I uh-huh. love the people that respond with the, sorry, just seeing this, as if we aren't all glued to our phone 24-7. Yeah, but like I have had situations where like it pops up on the iPad or something when I'm doing something else and then it doesn't. See, this is why I actually prefer emails because emails I can read and then go like, put it unread on it and i know i've got to go back to it that's what i wish text messages had that ability what happens to me and i feel like this is why i don't respond to 80 percent of my texts is i'll yeah I'll get them when i'm in the middle of something right i'll see it and be like all right i need to like put thought into responding to this one right and then i'd never do exactly but like if you could read it and like know if it was super important had to be answered in that very moment or not and like okay no it doesn't sweet i'll i'll hit unread and i'll get to it later so Apple, if you could go ahead and do that and also fix my insane number of email, outgoing email issues, that would be tremendous. All these new devices you guys made me bought really cramping my style. I'm just assuming Tim Cook listens. So yeah, you know. I, yeah. Do you hear about the guy? Did you hear about the guy that sent three of those little tracking devices that Apple just came out with and sent them? He sent one to North Korea and wanted to see if it got there. He sent one um, to a celebrity, I think somewhere. And then he sent the third one to Tim Cook and Tim Cook's office opened it, wrote him a letter being like, love the creativity. Don't do this again and send it back. Um, which no, is quite, quite yeah, it is very obvious that there's no racing to talk about this week. 
I don't know. I feel like most of our episodes kind of start like this and then just slowly bleed into what little bit of racing happens. So we, we do have one racing thing to talk about. And um, we do. We do. And we need to we need to pay our respects. Yeah, we need a moment of silence. We need a or, moment of silence because fifteen to twenty moments of silence. On last Tuesday, eight IndyCar drivers murdered about forty squirrels. <laughs> I think. Were they chipmunks? Were they squirrels? Were they? They like were little. They were little creatures that were, they were not that cute, but like like creatures. They, they were less much after they got hit. They, they were, were less. They were less cute with the little pool of blood next to them. Yeah, guys, it was uh, it was a scene. It, there was one one point where the break zone to turn eleven was like it was a veritable graveyard of these things, <laughs> and God. like there there must have been some colony right in that corner or something because they were all sprinting across the track right there, and like at one point there was like I'm not exaggerating. There's probably eight corpses of these little creatures on the like right online. And you could see the you could see more of them standing right at the side of the track, like trying to frogger their way across. And I'm like, man, are they just do they know we're coming now? Have they figured this out and they're like waiting for us to go before they sprint, or are they sitting there trying to like call little Timmy to get up and come back and he's not coming? Or like what is good? But like you're going to the brakes and you're like, please just stay there, just stay there, just stay there. Then they like bolt out, you're like, no. No. <laughs> oh, no. There was there I avoided I, I intentionally avoided two. But I also smoked too because, like, I didn't have a choice. I think I, I well, yeah. I mean, it's pretty hard to stop the car, right? Well, it's just not stopping; it's just like moving. Yeah, yeah. Didn't Colton? They said he hit. He did four at once. What was it? He did four at once in turn eleven. Four at one, like not one lap. Four at once. Yep. So he was just like picking up quarters out there. Well, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he actually he was like Call of Dutying. He was like, he actually, no, he actually came on the radio, and after he did the, the four, he actually was like a little bit beat up inside. <laughs> he was like, guys, I feel like I just took out a whole family. It's tough, man. It was tough. It was really sad. And there was like legitimately two red flags shutting the, the track down to so that go. safety could go and sweep up the dead bodies of these little animals. It was, it was really bad. It was really so. Do you want to know what I did? I think it was it was Saturday. Or maybe it was Friday. I saw a little squirrel in my in my yard, and he couldn't like find his nut. Like I was watching him through the window, and he was like scurrying around. So I spent twenty five minutes outside trying to coax him to eat a rice cake. <laughs> How that work? Like get the karmic Didn't. balance. So then I like just threw a bunch of rice cakes in the yard, hoping that they'd eat them. So. And then he was so preoccupied by the rice cakes, he didn't see the giant. Um, bald Golden eagle. retriever. Oh. Bald eagle comes, swoop him from above, and take him away. Well, then, it, hey, at least the eagle got fed. With what we were doing, no one was winning. That I just had this like really dark image of the AMR safety team going out there with like little stretchers to pick up. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, it was a shovel and a garbage bag. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, that's way worse. Like it, was yeah. A, yeah, it was a broom and a shovel, and they just chucked him off into the into the sand on the outside of the track. Um, I really I hope it's not like that for the race. Like, I, really I guess hope. there was, I don't know, man. Well, maybe if there's like m- more stuff going on, they'll be more scared and stuff. Is yeah, it really I mean, so new? You know, it's like a state park too. Like we're essentially, we just went to a state park and just murdered a bunch of animals. <laughs> like it's, I shouldn't be laughing. It's not great, man. It's not great at all. Um, there was actually technically a race this weekend. There was the FE race in London, which, 
All right, next. Thing, so, well, hang on. The only notable, <laughs> the only notable part about it is, is that, that it's over. Was, it was, oh, sorry. <laughs> is that the track was half indoors and half outdoors, which I thought was kind of like, I mean, that it's like cool. it's like rental go karty, but like also kind of cool that a professional racing series did that. Mm. Alex seems less impressed. <clears throat> yeah, but how many squirrels did they kill? Well, to be fair, Alex is less impressed by most things than most people. So. Yeah, he's the Shania Twain of IndyCar. Yeah, but uh, uh, Andretti... <laughs> Way more ways than one. Well, he's not Canadian. Um, or rich. Andretti, uh, or beautiful. Andretti did, well, in your Talented. own Talented. Um, <laughs> Andretti won one of the races. It was a doubleheader, and the team got a win, so go team. That's good. Uh, um, sorry, Tim, back to planes, because we're off ground with Hinch and Rossi. You right. put out a tweet the other day that got a it lot of attention. Pissed off, pissed off a lot of people, and like, okay, so I, I, don't think, I don't think I don't think I saw the tweet. tweet. All right, so I should have elaborated a little bit, but I was on a flight yeah, back to LA. Came from. I was on a flight back to LA. It was middle of the day flight, direct, and the person in front of me, and I'm in like main plus, so we have a little more leg room. But I'm six two. The the lady in front of me puts her seat all the way back doesn't sleep, just has her seat back and is still working on her laptop. And for me, and most airline seats, when you put the seat back, like, that's right on my knees, that kills room. So I think if it's not an overnight flight or over four and a half hour flight or, you know, any of these circumstances, I think if you put your seat back, you're an asshole. So I just sent out, I said... I agree, I agree. If you recline your seat in an airplane, you're an asshole. And a lot of people did not agree. I disagree. Strongly <laughs> disagree. No, Wait, I'll explain why. I'll explain why. Tim and I? Yes. Why? The amount of comfort you get by reclining your seat, because you're not going all the way back. You're not laying down. You're getting like this. The amount of comfort you get is significantly smaller than the amount of strain you're putting on the person behind you. Agreed. So I think at the very least, it's an inconsiderate thing to do. Okay. And Tim, Tim, look at Tim, it. James isn't going to get this because he's so short. That's true. You are tiny and old. Let's well, the old thing actually plays into my hands on this one. So <laughs> let's look at it a different way. Like can we all agree? Can we all agree that the natural angle of airplane seats is too upright? No, some of them are okay. Some are like I flew a Frontier flight and it was like vertical. Well, but like not like a real airline. I feel like most real airlines are fine. So I'm gonna respectfully disagree with that. Well, now they have to, they have to be right. They have to be pretty upright because you have to be able to walk in between the seat behind and that. If it was reclined, it'd be really hard to get in and out of the aisles. That's the safety hazard. Blah 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 blah. So, as you know, they don't go back that far anyway. It, you will. There's absolutely no way you can argue with me unless you have some like weird back issue that the way they are naturally is a more comfortable seating position than the five degrees of reclining that you get when you go back. Any arguments there? But the no. five degrees that you go back make it virtually impossible for the person behind you to use their laptop. <laughs> like I couldn't, I, I had my laptop open on my, on the, the tray table or whatever. And as soon as I go back, then like the maximum angle I can get my laptop screen open is like 45 degrees. Yeah, it's not worth the discomfort you're putting the person behind you. Now, if it's an overnight flight, everybody's going to sleep. Fine. It's transcontinental. Fine. And obviously the real bad guy here is the airlines that are packing us in that tightly. But I still think middle of the day, not that long of a flight. If you recline, you're an asshole. 
Okay, so what if you have like like a back issue and it's actually very uncomfortable to sit upright in the normal way? Well, then, uh, okay, yeah, obviously there's different circumstances, but maybe be like, hey, do you mind if I put this back? You know, my back's bothering me. You could check in with the person behind you before you just slam it back. Well, you should never slam it back. It should always be a very gentle, slow-moving. Way too many people slam it back. I'll give you that. Do you know what else absolutely just drives me crazy? Is when people are getting into an aisle and they grab the seat in front of them from the head, and then like when they let go, it like recoils. Yeah, and yeah they're like shaking and, it, and as if oh nobody's my, in that chair. There are arms. Support yourself on the arms and, and slide in. Oh, Don't or people who get out, people who get up right away and like try and get up a couple rows before. Like everybody gets off the plane, and, and you just don't know if they've you don't know if they've got a connection though. It's the only thing that I'll let that go for. But in general, yes, get off the plane in the order that you are on the plane. Don't be a jerk. Why did this turn into such a plane podcast? Because I feel like we're that's the only thing we're doing right now. Like we're, we're just mur- you guys are murdering squirrels and we're flying. We're flying to California to murder squirrels. Yeah, it's a tough luck. That's it. I mean, we don't do anything else. Um, so Alex and I are heading today to Gateway, where we are testing, uh, for the race coming up here in a couple weeks, which should be fun. Who else testing, Alex? Do you know? Um, uh, McLaughlin, Foyt, Coin, Just uh, Scott. Yes. And ECR. Oh, and, and Coin's going to have... Uh, Grosjean, yes. right? Because he's Correct. he's doing his oval debut. That'll be fun. Yeah. So this will be his first time on an oval. Mm-hmm. Interesting. All right, well, that'll be kind of cool. So that's a decent number of cars. And then uh, we have a guest today. We sure do have a test guest today. <clears throat> Today's guest uh, is Darren Jameson of Capstone Green Energy, one of the uh, multi-year supporters of. The Andretti team through Steinbrenner, whether it was Harding Steinbrenner or Andretti Steinbrenner, um, Alex has driven for a capstone race or driven a race in a capstone car. I have done several. I've got a few more coming up this year. And uh, the CEO, Darren, is a, he's a great guy. He's a lot of fun, uh, loves the sport, loves being involved in it. And uh, has been a great partner. The company's been great to work with, and uh, hopefully, it's a partnership we see in the sport for years to come. And so, more importantly, he listens to Off Track. <clears throat> this is something we were shocked to learn, as you will hear uh, <laughs> when we kick it off. And then he proves it at the end that he really, really does. Yeah. He didn't just say it; he proved it. So, without further ado, Mr. Darren Jameson. Hop, hop, hooray! Nordstrom Rack's got sweet deals on everything Easter, which is Sunday, March thirty-first. Get to Nordstrom Rack now and save on Kate Spade, New York, Two-Faced, Steve Madden, Calvin Klein, and more from just $30. Score great brands and great prices on Easter looks for everyone, plus spring decor, gifts, and all kinds of deliciousness. Rack up the deals today at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find? At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Listening to your favorite podcast? 
That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University, that's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, guys. Today we are joined by Darren Jameson of Capstone Green Energy. And uh, Darren, first of all, thanks so much for coming on. It's been uh, it's been a work in progress getting uh, getting this all lined up and getting you on the show. So I'm I'm glad that we finally were able to make it work. No, I'm a big fan of the show. I listen to it all the time. So uh, long time listener, first time caller. <laughs> I think that's our first one of those. <laughs> is, there, is there a bell or something you guys ring or anything? I'll put it in. I'll edit it in. Uh, Usually Tim know, just makes sound effects with his mouth. Okay. <laughs> right. Looking forward right. to that. No one's looking forward to that. Um, so, so Darren, your own pits. I uh, I I had the 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 privilege of driving a a green capstone car um, in 2019, I think, and that was kind of your guys' first foray into into the NTT IndyCar series and such. So, how did how did that all come to be? Obviously, um, you guys were with Colton and and the you know Harding Steinbrenner racing team initially, and and obviously that's evolved a little bit. So so where did it all begin? Uh, you know, it was a it was extremely detailed plan that we laid out over years of research. Uh, no, actually, we just fell into it. Uh, we actually had a customer <laughs> that was, was customer that was sponsoring uh, Harding Steinbrenner and and young Colton at the time, which uh, he was Mr. D and you know did not finish back then. Uh, and you know, had a, was kind of struggling, and so yeah, we 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 uh, met him before the 500. Uh, my wife had never been to a race, and so I tried to explain to her how cool the 500 is, and so I'll never forget standing up there, uh, watching the beginning of the race, and then after lap four, I think Colton didn't come back around. Uh, car caught on oh, fire. No. And, yeah, next, <laughs> next thing, and so my wife's like, "Okay, we back to the hotel now." I'm like, "No, there's still like you know three hours of this left." But uh, yeah, Colton, Colton is. Uh, <laughs> He'll be watching uh, with us in the Andretti suite. So, whatever happened you know, to that he, kid? He doing okay? Yeah, he's doing all right. He's doing all right for, 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 Cal, for a shy California kid. So, yeah, but you're 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 absolutely right, uh, Alex. You were the first person to put the capstone livery on the podium, and I remember as you pulled in, some young lady ran up with a sign that said "capstone" on it because I don't sure you knew what car you were even in. That that is true. <laughs> it, it was uh, we we kind of announced the livery. I think the Friday morning of of Texas. Um, and it was kind of a, a last minute deal and, and Colton and I had two identical cars and it was actually cool because we were, him and I were, were kind of fighting through the whole race. You always had the green and white cars kind of together, but, um, yeah, it was, uh, it was cool to be able to do that. What you, I mean, you mentioned, you told your wife that, you know, the 500 is really cool. Had you been before or are you, uh... I, I, I had not been to the 500. Okay. So, uh, uh, grew up in Washington. So actually I, we got, uh, did business with Roger Penske for years. So I go to Laguna Seca every year. Uh, we'd take a couple of busloads of customers back in the, uh, Paul Tracy Marlboro days. 
And uh, we called oh, yeah. him in the, in the wall Paul back then because he never yeah. seemed to do well when I was at a race. <laughs> in the wall Paul. Has I much changed. I nicknames for Paul Tracy, but I've not Can heard that one. That it back? may be my favorite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. When you have 200 customers watching a guy race and he hits the wall, it's a really long day, especially the, the bus ride back was, uh, was a little quiet. Just yeah. don't let Paul drive the bus back. That, that's true. That's true. <laughs> But, but I will say Roger Penske was great. I mean, he, he's got a memory. It's unbelievable. He would he would meet customers one year with their wife and then call them by name as they walked up the next year. And I'm like looking for an earpiece trying to figure out how this guy, how he does that. It's unbelievable. <laughs> what a legend. Yeah. One of, one of the many reasons I think he's so successful. At the risk yeah. of using this joke again, whatever happened to that kid? He doing all right? He's doing all right. He's doing all right. <laughs> so actually, one of my many claims of fame is I've, I've actually been on Roger's uh, personal jet and his personal yacht both times without him. So I don't know how many people have that uh, uh, claim to fame, but I'm, I'm sticking with it. Was it the was it recently you were on his yacht? No, actually, I was uh, FedShip as a customer of ours, and they were building his yacht. And so I was there about 10 years ago, and we're walking through this this super yacht under construction. And we looked down, and the whole engine room was open. And so I had this whole viewing era into the engine room. And I looked at the guy, because they never tell you whose yacht it is. And I said, well, I can't imagine anybody who could afford this boat and would want to see the engine room besides Roger Penske. And the guy just turned white and started laughing. So... Yeah, that, 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 so you were actually on his boat before he was on his boat. Correct. Yeah, true, true. I don't think he'd let me on his boat, but that's about the only way I can get on is when it's under construction. So. Same. Yeah. What's yeah, when you said you'd been on his yacht and his jet without him, I thought it was less of a brag and more of an admission of guilt. It's close. It's close. <laughs> I was back in my flight attendant days. Yeah, there yeah, you yeah. go. <laughs> So Alex, going just going back to that uh, the capstone livery that you ran at Texas, I remember that being the capstone car because I've watched the replay of that save that you had. With yes. I forget who was crashing in front of you, but the avoidance oh. maneuver was it Colton? Oh, good, it's Colton. Good. Yeah. Well, at least, at least you had two cars in the race that that day, Darren. So one of them came through, and the other one was in the wall. No, Alex is right, though. It was the most stressful race I think I've ever seen because they literally were, were around each other the entire time. And Colton was was pretty out of control. I think Colton's going to take Rossi out, and both our cars are going to be you know ruined for the day. So fortunately, <laughs> he took out uh, Scott Dixon instead, which is a much much better choice. Much, yeah, much better. Much if you had to choose. Good if you had to choose, go after Scott, yeah. Good yeah, I mean, I think I think the good thing, I mean, we, we talk about ROI a lot in, in this sport and, and sponsorship and, and stuff, and – I think we we've, we've done a good job with that. I mean that that clip has gone around for years now, which is I, I, I think cool. that, that that clip with that save and then and your uh, your voiceover is pretty amazing. And then uh, Colton with his flying lessons in Iowa was pretty good too. Right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Two different two different ends of the spectrum, but hey. ends of the spectrum. Yeah, yeah. I, we actually got him a certificate for flying lessons, but we didn't have the guts to send it to him. It's probably still too soon. Good. Good. <laughs> absolutely send that to him. That's too funny. <laughs> So, uh, I mean, Alex asked about the 500, but, and then you talked about going to Laguna, but have you, have you always been a race fan? Does it run in the family? Was there any connection to the sport? So, um, a little bit embarrassing, but, but, uh, my, my parents divorced at a young age and, and I wasn't very close to my father, but the one thing my father did do was take me to car racing. Uh, and he actually sponsored a stock car up in Washington. And so I got to, you know, be a sponsor and then go down into the pits and meet the driver who was name was Ben Dean. Uh, he was probably an accountant or something. I remember he did his day job, but uh, it was pretty cool. You know, he makes you feel special. And then he actually, that's the first race car I ever rode in. He took me on the track one time, um, you know, single single seat, and I'm hanging on to the roll bars going around this uh, like quarter-mile oval, but uh, pretty cool. 
So I was going to ask how it changes, like being a fan to being a sponsor, but you've been a sponsor the whole time. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you know, when, when you're paying a lot of money to have your logo on the side of the car, you care a lot more than the casual fan. So <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, that's, that's kind of what I was getting at is like, you know, I, I watch these races and uh, one, I'm like, a, I'm a fan of watching racing, but I'm also like invested in how my buddies are going to do. But yeah, I can't imagine when it's like, you've shelled out a good amount of money to put your logo right on the side. And you're just like, well, if you're going to brush the wall, brush it back here where the other yeah. guy's logo is or yeah, something like gonna, that. If you're going to crash, crash big, right. And make it, make it, <laughs> aggressive, right. So we want lots of replays, you know, maybe like, uh, you know, Connor Daly, go cross the starting line upside down, do something really good. Right. That uh, he can't win. Be dynamic. That's, yes. uh, that's the key. Yeah. So then uh, what, for for those that don't know, I mean, tell us a little bit about what Capstone is. Um, you know, for for the casual viewer, they might just know it as an energy company, but give us the the behind the scenes because it is quite cool. Yeah, no, we make a, what's called a micro turbine, so it's like a small jet engine uh, turns at ninety six thousand RPM compared to the little twelve thousand RPM things you guys drive. <laughs> yeah, it's cute. Uh, what we do, yeah, it's, it's cute. Yeah, so it, it, it's uh, you know one moving part, no antifreeze, no lube oil. Uh, very green, very efficient. We put them all over the world from hospitals to hotels to uh, any kind of industrial application. We're trying to get them at the museum there in Indy. Uh, so anybody who wants to save energy and save, you know, the environment, uh, you know, we think it's pretty cool. So if you, if you can save money and save the planet, if you don't like money, don't like the planet, then we don't like you because you're a mean person. So <laughs> is it is it mostly for industrial applications or is it can I mean, is it for consumers? How does I mean, well, uh, how big is your house, Alex? Um, <laughs> it's got some bedrooms. It's, it's smaller bedrooms. than Roger Pinsky's yacht. Smaller than Roger. Let's, yeah. let's look at it the other way. What's the smallest building or smallest application right. you would use one for? Yeah, we, we've got a couple, you know, California rock stars, but for the most part, it's it's uh, you know small industrial uh, condominium associations, those kind of thing. We, we create a lot of uh, heat as well, so we can make a you know your Olympic swimming pool into a hot tub. Uh, so yeah, no, it's, it's, it's but mostly industrial customers that are very, uh, energy intensive. Like, uh, we're going to be out at Mohawk carpet and tile, uh, as part of the race in, in Nashville. So that's one of our, our new customers. And so that's a, a big tile plant. We're actually taking the exhaust off the 25 micro turbines and curing the tile. So we're a, a really cool kiln, I guess. Oh, wow. Wow. So, I mean, cool. you're, you're being efficient on both ends of it, I guess, which is quite, correct. Yeah. So yeah. we, from our, from our fuel into energy out, we're about 90% efficient. That's okay. where we get the get the carbon savings and then the uh, the cost savings. And so we, you know, Firestone's a customer, DHL's a customer. So we're trying to obviously, uh, you know, B two B is a big part of India. I think a lot of people understand that. You know, having your name on the side pod is great, but uh, you know, meeting the president of DHL North America and the Andretti suites uh, even better. So right, I mean, you're like you say, you're not selling these units to people for their homes. So to the casual fans sitting in the stands, that's not necessarily where the value comes from, but those interactions and those connections are really what does it for you guys. Yep. And then we well, like I to feel bring like my 900 square foot apartment could use some energy efficiency. It probably should. Yeah. yeah we'll, we'll, get you, we'll get you a little solar backpack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Something appropriately sized for your uh, usage. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> so, so in your time now, in the last couple of years as an IndyCar sponsor, you know, you guys are obviously very involved in the team. Uh, you're very engaged in what we do, and you know we love seeing. It. I know the fans love seeing it. You've been giving away diecasts all year, which has been uh, m massively popular with the fan fan base. But in in your time sponsoring at this level, let's let's forget Ben Barker or whatever his name was back in the day. <laughs> ben Dean. Uh, 
That guy. Hey, he, yeah, he, 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 raised, um, he raised figure eights. I want to see you race a figure eight. See how that works for you. So, yeah, James. Uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> all right. I, I, one of the one of the tracks that we went to for the SRX series had that option. They had the configuration to run figure eights, and I was I looking was at some videos. That they didn't do it, dude. They do it in school bus, like full size school buses. That's wow. a much bigger target to hit when you're doing the crossover, and it it happens often. I but feel yeah, like so, somehow Paul Tracy wouldn't wreck on a figure eight. Yeah, exactly. He would thread the needle perfectly. Yeah. Yeah, if, there's no, if there's no walls, he'd be fine. <laughs> there's, there's still walls, unfortunately. Um, but no, so so, uh, so sticking to the IndyCar side of it, for you now as a, as a title sponsor, primary sponsor on IndyCar, what's kind of been the most rewarding part of it? I mean, I know there's there's cool aspects of getting to, you know, be on the grid before the Indy 500 and things like that, but what's kind of been as a sponsor the most rewarding part? I think um, probably Becky Dalton. That's, fair. <laughs> That's totally fair. I mean, yeah, yeah, that makes fair. a lot of sense, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. no. No, I was going to say no, Evan. But. Yeah, no, the uh, <laughs> actually, it's it's taking customers. You know, we, we take customers to the track and you, you put them in a two seater ride with Mario Andretti, and the, their face when they get out of the car is just it's amazing. And I think they really get it. They realize you guys are athletes, they realize how fast these cars are going. Uh, we had a, a group of customers at the Indy GP recently, and right before they got in the car, we had like six of them. Uh, one of the cars didn't come back. It spun out in turn one. And 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 seeing the look on their eyes before they had to get in that car after a car just spun out in turn one was was priceless. But I think that that's really it. I think, you know, and IndyCar for me is it's it's a very wholesome sport. You know, I, our customers can bring their kids, their family, uh, and you're not worried about them dropping F-bombs all day or being, you know, real political. And I think it's just a great weekend and a great opportunity to, to get behind the scenes and meet you guys and the, and the, and the whole team, frankly. Is one of the best parts for you seeing first timers bring people to the track that have never been before. That's Absolutely. one of my favorite things is seeing people that are seeing it for the first time. Well, and it's just it's just a different experience. It's, it's like going to locker room at a football game, right? It's just when you see the behind the track scenes of the track and you see the cars and, and you hear the noises. I mean, you know, the, the, the how loud it is and how cool it is. Uh, so absolutely getting getting first time customers. there, And we've had we took a, a customer, an engineer. Uh, to the Indy 500 this year that had been going with his daughter for like 20 years and she was like 27 now and and we gave them an experience that they'd never had you know because they're always sitting in the stands and and they were like borderline in tears it's funny though you bring up bring up becky because darren you actually interviewed me earlier in the year uh for you know a cool bit that went out on social and we talked about how you and i are actually similar in the sense that we ended up with our prom dates Yes. Oh. So why don't you yeah. tell us? Everyone's heard my story. So why don't you share with uh, all the off-track people uh, your side of that story? Yeah. So I actually, you know, grew up within a mile of of, of my wife Susan, and we actually went to the same church, uh, same church youth group, and. Uh, you know, you had to hit the wall to get Becky's attention. I just dated the girl she hated. And so once wow. I stopped, once oh, I stopped, smart. that was smarter than what I did. Dating, yeah. Once I stopped dating the girl, she, her, her arch rival, then she was all over me just to get even. So, and I managed to sell that into a 30 year marriage. So it's <laughs> so, a lot better than hitting the wall at 200 miles an hour to get a girl's yeah, attention. Man, I, I never, that. I never thought about it that way. That uh, in hindsight would have been a lot, a lot easier. Yeah. And, and as my uh, during my wedding, several of my family talked about how I married above my station. So I think you probably can relate with that as well. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah, yeah we're blown away every day. No, we, we tell them. <laughs> I text them every morning. Just say, hey, just a heads up. Not good enough. And then I text Becky, too. I say, if things don't work out, let me yeah. know. So, yeah. 
What's up? <laughs> first, first alternate. Oh man. <laughs> I was just really bummed they didn't have a uh, speak now or forever hold your peace. Yeah, yeah. Y- your wingman's not supposed to be shooting at you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I-, I specifically told the officiant at our wedding to not say speak now or forever hold your peace because I knew there were multiple people in the audience <laughs> that would have spoken up. Yeah. I, had a, at least, I had thoughts. They, at least the officiant brought up other sensitive topics. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It was a it was a colorful experience. Let's uh, yeah. let's call it that. Uh, well, Darren, thank you so much for joining us. Before we let you go, though, we have something that we ask. If you're a listener, which again, this is another first. You say long time listener, first time caller. How fast uh, have I someone driven? Someone that's actually listened. How fast have you driven? He really does listen, guys. This yeah, is I cool. do. I do. I do. No. Uh, uh, recently, my lovely wife booked us some tickets out of Burbank, and we had an early morning Saturday flight. And on the way to the airport, she realized she booked them out of LAX. Um, so I hit, I hit about 125 on the 405 in my M4. So yeah, that's, that's the fastest I've driven recently. Um, and we did make the flight, um, we hit a bump, we hit a bump and I about knocked my sunroof out of the car with my head, but, uh, which is not a good plan. Um, (laughs) I live in LA. I've never, I don't think I've ever gone higher than 30 on the 405. How did you manage that? (laughs) We were, we were carpool. So, and we had a place to go. So fair enough. Yeah, and then obviously with uh, with Mario in uh, in uh, uh, in the two seater was probably a little quicker than that. So at Pocono, right. yeah, but you weren't driving, so that doesn't count. No, but I, <laughs> but I, I, every, every corner we went into, I thought if we crash, the last thing to go through Mario's mind is going to be me, quite literally. So <laughs> <laughs> that's like that's like Tim's. Uh... Tim is always, always afraid of flying with us anywhere, you know, because, you know, if he's on a plane with like Marco and Mario and Alex or whatever, and the plane goes down, it'll say something like, you know, racing legends or IndyCar stars and others die in plane crash, yes. you know, <laughs> yeah. just will be like less than an honorable mention in that sort of scenario. <laughs> and Alex, don't, yeah. don't tell people you're in marketing. Everybody's in marketing. So if you want to have, you know, seat chatter, don't say that. Say, say you're a rodeo clown or something a little more obscure. Yeah, say but then you got to elaborate. I feel, I feel like yeah. there's going to be more follow-up questions with that. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> just fake sleep. Just nar- narcoleptic. Just, you know, close your just eyes. Just pass out. Just pass out. Fake a yeah. medical emergency. That'd be more... Yeah. Uh, yeah more useful for me good. maybe maybe fake a seizure or something a grand mall right. i don't know do something right. but yeah don't yeah. talk to the people that's not a good plan yeah good i agree <laughs> <laughs> all right this has been informative and educational i think yes. we are we're learning how to get through certain things so darren thank you so much for joining us on the show today we really appreciate it and we will see you at the racetrack soon absolutely see you in Nashville. thank you guys sweet thank you in my head by the way now darren it was you sitting next to him on the plane yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was in the middle seat and I ran to the plane. Right. Yeah, yeah. Last guy on. Exactly. Sits down in the middle seat beside yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. Worst case scenario. That's bloody. Thanks so much for listening to Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. Keep in contact with us on Twitter and Instagram. Our handle is at AskOffTrack. Or you can follow us individually. We're at Hinchtown and at Alexander Rossi. If you want to follow Tim, though we have no idea why you would, he's at the Tim Durham. We really need to get that changed to at producer Tim. The music you heard today is by Ryan Dan of Holland Patton Public Library. 
Off Track with Hinch and Rossi is produced by Tim Durham. And by that, I mean Finn. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.